Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to And Then What Happens, the serial fiction podcast where anything can happen because you tell us what happens. Uh, I am Chris Robinson. And I am Kathleen Wisniewski. We're the hosts and we're the people that you reach out to if you have questions about how you can submit what will become the next official episode. That's true. We could answer those questions. We can. If uh, if someone wanted to ask you a question, Chris, mm-hmm. how how could they do that? Uh, they could email us, and then what happens? Podcast at Gmail. You check constantly, right? Mm-hmm. Are you are you serious? I I thought you were, but now no, I check <laughs> I check all the time. Okay. Um, good. Good. You can also find us on Twitter, if you want. Twitter, yeah, it's like a, a place to find us. Yeah. You're probably better staying off Twitter altogether. <laughs> it's October, mm-hmm. and we're trying something a little special, a little different for the podcast this month. Mm-hmm. We're doing this kind of capsule story, and then we have left the listeners with the image mm-hmm. uh, from which we will begin the story again that's right that was a little bit of a head start a little bit of a uh how they gonna do this you know it's tuesday probably that this episode comes out that they're listening they've got one more that's right one one more episode and then uh you will find that we will somehow be on uh adam the mad industrialist person uh (laughs) Uh, about to perform his like crazy face transfer procedure on to McGrady who has been our hero the guy we've been following uh, this whole time and uh, what happens from there is up to you and it could be literally anything anything could happen that's that's really special yeah so far, we uh, had McGrady and Nomar, much younger versions of themselves, drive out to the middle of the desert after a bank robbery, and now they are um, hiding uh, amongst uh, the desert bluffs, uh, and they find a hidden graveyard un- with unmarked graves, very creepy, uh, except for one, one of them has a name on it, Francine Stein, and then... Uh, what happens from there? They suppose that Francine Stein is related to mm. a cult leader. Ma- That's right. These dead bodies, possible Steinians, meaning they might have swallowed money while they were alive. That's so weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a weird cult. Um, yeah. And so then Nomar gets a, a bee in his bonnet about digging up one of these corpses. Right. Uh, and sort of loses it mm-hmm. over time McGrady comes back to Nomar to find that he's out of control and Nomar makes a grab for McGrady's jacket and they end up sort of tussling around mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and in the heat of armed tussling <laughs> McGrady strangles his best friend Nomar to death right man this is I'm like it's like I'm hearing this for the first time honestly <laughs> and I'm blown away <laughs> I'm at the edge of my seat, honestly. And if you are too, well, lucky for you, (laughs) we're about to hear what happens next. Oh, that's great. I can't wait. 
You strangled your oldest friend. Adam tutted at McGrady. You expect me to believe this slop? McGrady's eyes rolled in their sockets as he nearly choked on his own tongue. Adam snickered. But do go on, Mr. McGrady. You finally come to your senses. The sunrise glares in your eyes. And you're overcome with shame. You can't look at him anymore. Not him. It. The sight of it turns your stomach into knots. Looking up at the sky, you nudge the corpse with your foot. It rolls into the empty grave that Nomar himself had dug throughout the night. There was no gold inside after all. The greed-induced insanity that gripped your partner was for nothing. You get into your stolen Cadillac and drive. You pass a police officer going in the opposite direction. She smiles. If she had a cap, you're sure she would tip it and keeps driving. And so do you. You drive for days without even blinking. You try to forget. It takes three years, but you succeed. All it took was to go straight and grow the hell up. No more crimes, just paychecks. Honest work. Your favorite gig ends up being an overnight security guard. Lots of time to read and nobody to bother you. Three months at a hospital, then six months at an art gallery. It's all the same, but most importantly, you never run into an old friend with a new score. Eventually, you get transferred to college with a state-of-the-art science facility, the Munchausen Group. Retinal scanners and keypads on every door, real cutting-edge technology. First few nights are like any other. You patrol the hallways with your Walkman spinning your latest book on tape, American Psycho. But the fifth night is different. While Patrick Bateman espouses the early works of Phil Collins, you catch a flash of light in the corner of your eye. You're about to write it off as half-imagined when there's another one. Longer this time. They're coming from... the seminar room at the end of the hall? As you creep closer to investigate, you hear the murmur of someone speaking inside. It's a woman's voice echoing throughout the empty lecture hall. You take a peek, only to see a small hunched figure with streaks of gray in her long brown curls. She clicks a remote in her hand that advances the slide projector, illuminating the room. Between slides, the unobstructed light causes the bright flash that caught your eye. The screen reads, Reanimation and other things in big blocky text. You slip into the room to introduce yourself. You can hear her voice more clearly now. That concludes this... Oh, I didn't know I would have an audience this late. She turns to you for introductions. You take her hand and inadvertently click the remote in her palm once again. A momentary flash of light while the next screen loads and projects. The letters are massive at this distance. A New Science by Dr. Francine Stein. Instantly, your throat closes up and panic wells in your chest. That name. You last saw it on a gravestone three years ago, and you had blocked it from your mind since. For a split second, you're right back in the middle of the storm with your best friend's throat in your grasp. You clutch at your chest and try to breathe, but there's nothing coming. Francine shouts, but you can't hear a thing. 
you blackout.